You're listening to the Max Level Podcast for April 16th, 2018. For the definitive version of the show, be sure to listen through either iTunes or Google Play using your favorite podcast app of choice. On with the show. And welcome to another edition of Max Level, a video game podcast found right here on Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined as always by the self-proclaimed king of Long Island, Frank. Hey guys. Special shout out to Dance with the Dead for allowing us to use their music for the Max Level podcast. Everyone absolutely needs to go check these guys out and support their music. They can be found on Bandcamp, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, pretty much everywhere. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. Before we get into the episode, we want to let you know the following is brought to you by Technisport Gaming Chairs. Are you in need of a new chair for your office, studio, or gaming space? Technisport is one of the leading manufacturers for gaming-related chairs. In fact, scholars have long debated the origins of the Pro Gamer series. The most common theory is that a mad scientist created the first prototype by crossing a racing car with a lazy boy. However, gamers claim to have known these creatures for thousands of years, and some streamers insist that they have always existed right here in cyberspace. Go to techdesportusa.com and use the offer code LDG, stands for Level Down Games. Offer code LDG to save 10% when making a purchase. If you're interested in helping us out here at Level Down Games, all of our affiliate links can also be found in the YouTube description box and all of our videos, and in the descriptions for our podcasts on podcast services. We've got Technisport Gaming Chairs, Amazon, Origin PC, and Razer. Thanks in advance for all of the support. Last but not least, if you don't currently subscribe to our YouTube channel or the podcast, we got a lot of great content you may be interested in. Simply search Level Down Games on any podcast app of your choice to see a list of our shows, including Max Level, BG Mania, Glow, and Revisiting the Classics. We also have a YouTube channel that sees at least one new video uploaded to it daily, and again, that can be found by searching for Level Down Games on YouTube. We'd love to see you around more often in our community, and we'd also love to hear from you too. If you want to contact the show, feel free to send an email to maxlevel at leveldowngames.com. You can send us video game-related questions, and we'll try to answer them to the best of our ability. Suggestions for Kickstart My Heart or Are You Afraid of the Dark? General thoughts on the latest happenings within the gaming landscape, or even questions specifically about myself or Frank. Any good questions received will most definitely be used in some form on the air during our shows. On top of this, a cool thing we started to do. If you subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us over on twitch.tv slash leveldowngames and leave us a review on iTunes. We will send you one or two crappy Steam games from our ever-growing, and it's getting bigger, library of crappy Steam games. Here's the thing about Frank and myself. We like bad games. Remember good game, bad game? We want to start sharing our love of bad games with you. So if you sub to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitch, and leave us a review on iTunes. Contact us through Twitter or maxlevel at leveldowngames.com, and we will send you one, two, or maybe even more crappy steam games all right man i beg of you take these <laughs> games from me they I, I, our, I'm, our, I'm, our I'm library weak, is getting expansive man our library is I'm, getting I'm, expansive I'm, I'm a weak creature having these games around makes me want to play them and no one should be playing these games take them yeah take yep. them all we'll, we'll share them with you we'll share them with you in fact um, what we're playing brian has a bad game for you so just you wait we'll, we'll, we'll preview do i oh i do i do you're right you're right um and uh would you consider your revisiting the classic game today a bad game? I might. One hundred thousand percent. I might but consider I that a bad game. But I, but I suffer for the fans. Of course, of course, of course. Uh, quick little follow up to last week. Obviously, our main discussion was about the Xbox backwards compatibility stuff. Turns out it was just more games. 
So we didn't do it. We, we didn't do anything special for it because, you know, we we kind of we kind of went off the wall and what we thought it was going to be. And it was totally different. Everyone kind of was thinking it was going to be something else. They literally just announced some more games that are going to be added to the Xbox backwards, Xbox originals backwards compatibility. So is what it is. That's still cool. But I wanted more, especially after, the, I, at you. after they hyped it up. I wanted more. So anyway, let's move into what we've been playing over the past seven days. And I know you only have one game. But what game is that? Uh, it was a one game. It was a point and click game. Just came out February 20th this year. So okay. Okay. Fairly new. Uh, it's called Apocalypsis. I've heard of that. I'm sure you have. Uh, now, I'm just going to read the official Steam uh, description here because I'm not going to be able to do this game justice. Apocalypsis is a point and click adventure game in the vein of Samaros and Machi- uh, Machinarium. Okay. Where all puzzles have a hidden meaning. With a unique art style inspired by 15th century engravings, it tells a story about heartbreak, redemption, and quite literally, the end of the world. Yeah, I've played Machinarium, so... Okay. Uh, the game itself is actually... Um, it's narrated mm-hmm. by Nurgle Darksy, Darsky okay. of uh, Behemoth. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's This game is beautiful. Like said, it's, it's based on like this 15th century engravings art. Uh, picture like... Those, those like illuminated books and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, also, but also very dark and very Norse. Uh, I think everyone knows that I'm a point and click guy. I love a point and click game. Yes, you do. And great puzzles all around. And I've been playing this on Steam. Okay, uh, of course. I think it's only on Steam, probably. It may, it may only be Steam. Uh, Punch Punk Games uh, put this out. Uh, it popped into the games that I'd be interested in, too. So I was like, hey, let's give it a shot. Yeah. I'm absolutely loving this. I love solving puzzles. I was love it was it pretty inexpensive? Uh, Six ninety nine. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. Friend gave me a twenty dollars Steam card at that. So there you go. There uh, you go. A lot, a lot of puzzles. Like the, like the description said, it's it's definitely a story of like redemption and heartbreak. Like it's an emotional, powerful story. Mm-hmm. I have not finished yet. Okay, but I'm definitely invested in this game. I probably have about an hour, hour and a half left into this, but. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, I have yet to play a game uh, lately that's been this pretty uh, for, for an indie title. Yeah, sure, know, sure, sure, sure. I, I've played Horizon Zero Dawn this year, so. Of course. Uh, let's not kid myself. You should, um, be, you should be playing it more, but you're not. I have zero time. <laughs> I try, I try. You know me, I try. Would you say you have zero dawn time? Oh, the pun is strong with this one. <laughs> that, well, like, seriously, uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to talk about this game next week as well. I actually have, trust me, there's plenty of games to talk about next week. Yes, uh, yes, there is. I'm going to be talking about this game next week because I, I definitely want to talk more about the game in depth. I just don't want to give away any spoilers because okay. the game the, the game is less than two months old. I don't want to. Sure, 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 sure. Is it, is, it, uh, is, it, is it story heavy? Yes. Okay. So, I, 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 the whole time is is being narrated. You know, you're hanging on his every word. Okay. Um, I mean, I think I've said this before. I'm an art geek. I love art. Yeah. And it just it's so. I'm trying try to kind of come up with whose style this is. Um, maybe Hieronymus uh, Hieronymus Bosch. Okay. If you're, if you're if you're art geeks like me. Okay. Um, very much like that. It just. It's like, it's like when I played Okami, how I had nothing to say about like, yeah, how beautiful yeah, the game was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same, same as this. Okay. Uh, you're going to enjoy it. I, rec- I highly recommend it to you, Ryan, because it's definitely up your alley. You, I know you like a nice, yeah, emotional, story-driven. I'll check it out. And like she, I said, she, I've heard of this game, so I've heard of it. So I just haven't actually, I really haven't looked at it, but I, I have heard of it. I'm pretty sure I've seen it on Steam when it was featured, so. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, this is also this game was kickstarted, so kickstart your heart. There was a little tie in there. There you go. Uh, back back in 2016. So we got a, we got a good kickstart my heart later today. You're gonna you're gonna I have a feeling you're gonna pledge 200 dollars to this Kickstarter. That's a bold statement. Let's see what's going on. Just wait. Um, just wait. Yeah, like I said, just one game. Mm-hmm. I've saved my money for the big things coming out this mm-hmm. week. Okay. Yeah, we got some good stuff coming this week. Okay, I'll move into what I've been playing then. I've got four games to talk about. I'm going to kick things off with Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom for the very last time. I finished it. Oh, um, nice. I my, catch it. I have to go back and watch your playthrough. Yeah, my actual my actual time to completion was 96 hours. But 40, 40 plus of that hours was me leaving it on just building up King's Builders or King's Guilders. So um, my my actual playtime of doing stuff in the game was right around 40 to 45 hours, I would say would be actual playtime for that the was, game. That's, that's about right. Cause you said like someone could plow through the game about 30. So you yes. did obviously the side yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, did, I, side I stuff. did a majority of the side quests. I, I got, I think I did over a hundred side quests cause I know I got the trophy pop for that one. I also well, did over... I did not get all the Higgledies and I still never got one of those. Um, uh, the things that you actually told me, the prism tomatoes or whatever they are, the the ones that that hey, one. Prism had, yeah. Prism pepper. Never got one. So um, I didn't get all the Higgledies. Uh, there's a couple I didn't get and a couple I didn't actually find. And there's a few areas in the world that I actually didn't hit. So there's oh, probably wow. there's probably some caves that I actually never found. I, I never actually found four of the dreamers doors either. Uh, those mazes where you could go through and just, you know, kind of knock those out and get some shards at the end. I never found four of the doors. So there's a lot of things I didn't do in this game, but I moved on because I was streaming on Twitch and I, I don't want to keep playing the same game or whatever because I don't want to get boring. So I did finish it, though. Uh, I am also uploading all of my playthroughs up on YouTube. I'm doing that as often as I can. You know, I'm, obviously, these podcasts and other videos take precedent over playthroughs. But whenever my computer is not either streaming or recording or exporting something else out of premiere that is you know a higher priority i am exporting these let's plays and getting them up on youtube so i think we've got 19 parts of the nino kuni let's play up on our youtube channel so far there's probably going to be about 30 parts so um look for that i'm still trying to get those up here as quick as possible as soon as all the parts are up i also at the end of the stream after i finished nino kuni 2 i did an impromptu review on twitch.tv slash games so while, while live i actually for anyone watching i actually on, on on twitch during that day i actually did an impromptu review i think it was about 10 minutes long so that was you know an unscripted review um it was the first time i've ever done that so it was a little bit it was a little bit of a challenge to do that right off the top of the dome but, uh, you know, I, I managed to pull it out. So as soon as the playthroughs up, I'm going to put the review up as well. Nice. Um, so but that was fun. I, I can't re- I can't recommend this game, you know, highly enough. I, I've been waiting for it for the longest time. I had a blast playing it. It's a great story. Um, the art style is fantastic. I love it. Everything about this game was great. Um, you, you had mentioned earlier a bad game and I played Extinction. Um, I played Extinction for officially 54 minutes on twitch.tv slash lowdown games <laughs> i have played it some more since then i have so the, the publisher gave us this code obviously for the purpose of the review and for, and for the stream on twitch.tv slash lowdown games and it's unfortunate because a lot of people were saying the same things i did so i obviously tried not to go into into these games looking at other reviews or looking at other playthroughs or looking at anything else because i like to form my own judgments and opinions before anyone else has a chance to influence that so I played the game for about 54 minutes um, and I, I got frustrated, man. I had to stop because 
it's so so I was excited for this game. I was because it was basically it was, it was basically Attack on Titan with ogres, and it looked it looked gorgeous in the trailers. It looked really pretty. It looked fun. Attack on Titan, the video games one and two are fun games. So I was like, okay, this is going to be awesome because it's like that, but with ogres in a fantasy setting. It looked right up my alley, and I was sorely disappointed. Um, the game literally there's. Uh, 30, 30 or so missions spread across eight chapters and um, all all each mission is is literally running around this town where the graphics are bad man they, they, the, the graphics are bad like they, they look nothing like they looked like in the trailers uh very very polygonal very early warcraft ish almost oh wow like like 2004 warcraft ish so um you know that the trees look like that which I thought was really really weird because I, I don't know what's going on. So you run around these towns and these trees and you run to these crystals and you save the citizens. And, and while you're saving the citizens, you actually are supposed to be killing these ogres as well. And eventually the the Raveni show up and the, the big ones, they're the titans, so to speak. And you have to knock their chop their limbs off and, you know, eventually cut their heads off. So, um I played it for 54 minutes and I had to turn it off. I switched to I switched to another game after that. Uh, I, I have played it since off of stream some. Yeah, I, I I definitely do not recommend this game. I don't. And um, it, it's just unfortunate because I was really looking forward to it. So I have played it off of off of stream. I, I have been playing it offline by myself because I, I do need to make it further into this game because I'm going to do the review. Um, and like I said, anytime we get a code, I always do the review. So I will put one up eventually, but I, I don't recommend it. I could say that much already. So uh, I've read some of the reviews for this. Yeah. And th their major gripe was this game isn't worth the price it's being listed at. It's a, it's a $60 game. It, it, it is, which is insane. It's like a $20 game. Uh, and it, is, it a, is it a button masher? That's, that's also what I've been reading here. That it's, it's, it's a one button masher. Oh. Huh. Yep. It's it's a it's a one button measure. Uh, if you're if you're playing on PC, which I was using an Xbox controller, X is your attack. That's all you do. Uh, your your left trigger is the one that actually uses your runic power, which is how you chop off the limbs of the Raveni. Um, so if you hold down the left trigger, you can target like the limbs and that kind of stuff, and eventually you target their necks to chop their heads off. Um, but those are the only two buttons you're ever going to use in combat. That's that's disappointing. Yeah. So, this. Yeah, that's why as soon as I played, I sent you a message like, "Dude, don't waste your money. Don't buy it." Um, and and I and I recommend everyone not to buy this. Like, if if you're interested in it, wait for a sale, or try to rent it or something. Like, I I definitely I definitely do not think this this game is worth sixty dollars. So it, it's unfortunate because I was looking forward to this. Um, the game that I switched to after Extinction was Dead by Daylight. And I just want to talk about that for a minute here. Obviously, we had a fun stream this past Friday. It was Friday the 13th. So we had a Friday the 13th evening stream for Dead by Daylight. We were going to play Friday the 13th, the game. But, you know, the one on the one on PC, the new one that's very much like Dead by Daylight. Um, we were going to play that. But the developers have yet to put that game on sale ever. And again, I don't really want to pay $40 for that game. So I, Justin and I were going to do that. We didn't. And um, so we went to Dead by Daylight and it was a fun stream. It was a really, really fun stream. Um, Sean was able to join in a little bit. Obviously, Frank had some some other priorities going on. He wasn't able to join us for the stream, but we got raided for the first time on Twitch. So that was fun. Um, 
you know, the, this uh, Mr. Dave one, two, three, shout out to him. I know you're not listening, but a, a, anyone listening onto the, uh, to the podcast, if you can go toss him a follow, he's trying to get to a thousand followers on Twitch. Last time I looked, he was at like nine sixty five, So he's about 45 followers away from having a thousand followers on Twitch. So uh, I, I definitely want to try to help him get to that thousand point. Um, he, he brought after his stream ended, he brought him and all of his viewers that he had at the time, which was about 30 plus people over to our stream. And they, they all were chatting and chat and watching me play dead by daylight. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. I, I definitely appreciated it. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely, um, hope, hope I can return the favor to him at some day too, whenever we have some followers and can do that for him. If he's online, I would love to do that. And I, I definitely would like to do what he did too. Cause he just picked a new streamer at random and yeah, we're new. I mean, we're already Twitch affiliate, but we're still new. We've only been doing it for a little over a month. So he just picked a new streamer that had, you know, a handful of viewers. I think we had seven, no, we had six viewers at the time when he came in and, um, you know, the instantly bumped it up to 40 plus. So it was really, really cool. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I also prestige too. Uh, and, and Dead by Daylight. So I, I got up to the million blood points again. Um, by the end of the night, I, I went to my Jake Prestige 2. And uh, now I'm scared because I don't have two of my perks that I want to be running. And they have yet to show up in my blood web. And I'm already back up to level 38. <laughs> so I'm terrified that I'm going to be a gimped version of myself going forward because I don't have the perks that I want. Um, I did finally get adrenaline. I think I'm running. So right now I'm running adrenaline self-care because self-care is in the Shrine of Secrets this week, um, which is the self-healing perk from Claudette. Definitely worth it if you have the iridescent shards to pick that up. Um, so I'm running I'm running adrenaline, self-care, premonition rank one, which is awful. And uh, Iron Will. So we'll, we'll have to see how this goes. Um, the last game I'm going to talk about this week is Far Cry 5. So I, I started Far Cry 5 off stream the other day. I started I did the entire opening island off of stream. And then um, on this was also on Friday the 13th, but it was in the morning. because I did two streams on Friday the 13th, one morning stream for like five hours, one night stream for like six, six or seven hours. Um, so I played Far Cry 5 on 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 Twitch on stream. Friday and I did a good chunk of John Seed's territory, the bottom left portion of the map. Um, loving this game, man. It's a blast. I, I this game, like I said, Justin was 100% right. This game is really, really fun. I will say I did look it up. The main story is only 16 hours long. So Justin did a good chunk of the side quest because main story plus side quests is about 38 hours and he said it took him 35 hours so he did a good chunk of the stuff in the game before he finished it uh, i thought he just focused on main story which i thought the main story would have been 30 hours so i'm glad to see that the main story still is around that 15 hour mark which is a good a good spot for far cry and a good spot for me because i'm not going to spend time doing everything if i see something on the way to the next story mission i do it so like if i see like some cult stuff off there like if i see a silo i'll go blow it up or if i see like a you know a, a resistance member that needs some help i'll go help him out but i'm not going to go out of my way to you know i'm not going to go out of my way to keep doing that kind of stuff um I, I i do move from one main story mission to the next so but no love and far cry 5 i'm actually going to be streaming it uh some more uh here in the next couple days but i'm also playing this game off stream as well because i do want to finish it before friday of this coming up week because something major comes out that i that i'm going to be devoting all my time to when uh, when that hits so far cry 5 has to be finished by the next couple days so i'm going to be playing it on twitch some but i'm also going to be playing it outside of twitch as well so like when the max level podcast is processing before you know before i upload it i'm gonna be sitting over there playing far cry on the, on the tv so i 
I promise you, I will finish Far Cry by the same time as you. This way, we can talk about it in some detail. Okay. So, I, so is it safe to say I have to put at least uh, fifteen more hours in? Is it safe to say we can do a review next week on the podcast then? One hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Next week on the podcast, you'll get a full review of Far Cry Five. Then there you go. <laughs> Otherwise, I wasn't going to do that. But if you're going to finish it, then I think we'll do a review. So, so half of our half of our main discussion next week will be a Far Cry Five review. Um, okay. That is everything that I've played this week, which is going to take us directly into the weekly scoop news report. We've only got ten items on the docket for this this week, but there's some good stuff to talk about this week. So we're going to kick things off with big news, as we always do. And you know how when we were talking about the Xbox One backward compatibility last week, we were talking about some like the PlayStation 5, the Nintendo Switch 2, the Xbox One 2, whatever. Um, Kotaku did a report this past week, and it was from Jason Schreier. And everyone that listens to the Maximal podcast and that knows me knows that I'm a big fan of Jason Schreier. Uh, He breaks a lot of stories. He doesn't get too many things wrong. So, um, you know, usually when he writes a story or he writes an article, there's a lot of truth behind it and a lot of research done. So he put up an article that said the PlayStation 5 release is unlikely until at least 2020 at the earliest. So this this is the story here. And this this the actual story has been condensed and um, summarized by uh, Jamatsu.com. A recent online rumor suggested the successor to PlayStation 4 will launch later this year. But PlayStation 5 is unlikely to be released until 2020 at the earliest, according to a report from Kotaku's Jason Schreier, citing several game development sources. Quote, over the past month, I've spoken to dozens of game developers across a variety of disciplines and studios about the next generation of consoles. Schreier wrote of those two people said they were directly familiar with plans for Sony's new console. Those two people both told me that the next PlayStation is unlikely to release in 2019, let alone 2018, although they were careful to be clear that these plans are always shifting and could change. One person told Schreier on a multi-year project, a lot can happen to shift schedules both forward and backward. At some point, Sony probably looked at every possible date. It's all about what they think is the best sweet spot in terms of hardware. Most of the developers Schreier spoke with did not hear anything about plans for a new PlayStation, including employees at Sony's first party studios and studios working on games scheduled to release in 2019 and beyond. So I think it's safe to say, uh, like I said, Jason Schreier is usually pretty accurate when it comes to these types of rumor reporting. Um, He got a lot of things right with the Switch before it came out. So I think it's safe to say that the PlayStation 5, we're probably looking at fall 2020, which is okay with me. Um... That's still at that point, it will have been seven years since the PlayStation 4 launched any later. And I'm going to get upset. I don't want these generations to go seven, eight, nine years like the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360. did. I think that's too long. Um, seven years, in my opinion, is too long. I really wanted the PlayStation 5 in 2019. I think six years is the perfect time for a, for a console generation because hardware hardware obviously is changing every year. So I think at six years at a maximum is a good spot for console upgrades um i'm willing to wait seven but i think six is good nintendo is on a five-year cycle and i love that nintendo nintendo does it really good and they've they've been on a five-year cycle since the nes and they haven't stopped so i i really like what they're doing there um but 2020 is looking likely for the playstation 5 which is okay yeah it'll be fine yeah it'll be fine it'll be fine let's go talk game announcements we've got three game announcements to talk about today and we're starting with one that made me cry. 
I cried yesterday, dude, when this announcement happened. You know why? You should know what announcement this is, because I cried. You don't know. I'll tell you what. You said you would play this series if and when it came to PlayStation 4. What do you got from it? Sega announced Shenmue 1 and 2 for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC via Steam at Sega FES 2018. It will launch physically for consoles and digitally worldwide in 2018. In Japan... It is not full HD. It is upgraded. It is different than the Dreamcast and the Xbox One original. Uh, In Japan, it's only going to be released on PlayStation 4, which makes sense. So here is the description. Originally released for the Dreamcast in 2000 and 2001, Shenmue 1 and 2 is an open-world action-adventure combining jujitsu combat, investigative sleuthing, RPG elements, and memorable minigames. It pioneered many aspects of modern gaming, including open-world city exploration, and was the game that coined the QuickTime events. That's the very first game that ever used a QTE. It was one of the first games with a persistent open world where with day-night cycles, weather changes, open and closing shops, and NPCs that go about their business all on their own schedules. Its engrossing epic story and living world created a generation of passionate fans, myself included, and the game consistently makes the list of greatest games of all time. So here's the story. A Tale of Revenge. In 1986, great year because I was born, teenage jiu-jitsu artist Ryo Hazuki returns to the dojo of his father, Iwo Hazuki, only to witness the murder by a Chinese man, Lan Di. Damn you, Lan Di. Lan Di steals a mysterious artifact known as the Dragon Mirror. Ryo vows to avenge his father's death and sets out tracing Lan Di's path. The first game in the series, Shenmue, begins the tale as Ryo travels around uh, Yokosuka, Japan, gathering clues about his father's murder and dealing with nefarious gangsters along the way. The sequel, Shenmue 2, continues Ryo's quest, this time crossing the sea to Hong Kong, China. Ryo ventures deeper into the criminal underworld, meeting martial arts master who aid him on his journey and offer insight into his father's death and unravels the mysteries of the dragon mirror that his father kept hidden. Obviously, Shenmue 3 continues and concludes the story, which comes out either later this year or next year, most likely next year. Uh, Key features. This is where it gets good. Key features. The best Shenmue experience to date. Pioneering Dreamcast classics available for the first time on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. A fully updated user interface. Choice of modern or classic controls, which is great because the classic controls are awful, so use modern controls. (laughs) Japanese audio will be available for the first time to the English audience. So if you actually like, uh, you know, the Japanese voice actors and that kind of stuff, Japanese audio is available for the first time. And... Upgraded and fully scalable screen resolutions. So it will not look the same as it did on the Dreamcast and the and the uh, original Xbox. I'm in, dude. I officially, I officially added it to my Steam wish list. I Perfect. will play this game. Perfect. I'm assuming you're going to buy it on PlayStation 4. But the Steam wish list, yeah. So I'm excited for you to play this. It will definitely be something that you and I talk about for, for revisiting the classics because... Um, I'm going to play Shenmue 1 and 2 as soon as it comes out. And I'll be streaming that at twitch.tv slash games. We do have a trailer to watch for this announcement tomorrow on Game Oracle. So as always, join us and check it out. This is an interesting right here. This is interesting. Number two, Sega. All three announcements are from Sega. Sega announced. Yeah, exactly. Sega. Well, Sega FES happened. So Sega announced Sega Ages for Nintendo Switch at Sega FES 2018. 
More than 15 classic Sega titles developed by M2 and with additional features will be released worldwide via the Nintendo eShop starting this summer. Planned titles include Sonic the Hedgehog, Fantasy Star, Thunder Force 4, and more to be announced. So not really a game announcement, but more of a platform. But I think that's kind of interesting. So this is also telling about what's going on with the virtual console on the Switch, because now we're just starting to get these games just getting announced without the virtual console attached to it. So I'm starting to wonder if the virtual console is actually not a thing. It seems like the thing is having its own virtual console within the within, Switch. Within, within the you Switch. Think? Yep. Yep. But announcement number three, Sega announced the Sega Mega Drive Mini at Sega FES nice. 2018. Nice. So far, it's only been confirmed for Japan. It will launch in Japan in 2018. Uh, guaranteed this comes here, though, dude. Um, guaranteed this comes here. So it'll, it'll only be a matter of time before Sega of America announces it for the North American audience as well. So we're getting an official Sega Sega Genesis Mini, <laughs> which is good because all the other Sega Genesis knockoffs that exist out there are crappy. OK, let's talk sales and revenue. We've got one story to talk about today for sales and revenue. Shovel Knight has surpassed two million copies sold worldwide, as announced by developer Yacht Club Games the other day. Um, the breakdown of how these 2 million sales are by platform on PC, it's 24.4% of the sales. So almost one fourth of the entirety of Shovel Knight was sold on Steam. The 3DS has 23.9%. So again, and almost another fourth exists on the 3DS for Shovel Knight. The Switch has 17.6, which is incredible because that's number three and the Switch hasn't even been out that long. The Wii U has 14.3% of the sales. The PlayStation 4 has 9% of the sales. And the Xbox One, PlayStation Vita, Mac, and others exist for 10% of the sales. So, um, not bad. Not bad. I, I love seeing the 3DS up there with fourth, one-fourth of the actual sales. I see the only time I even played uh, Shovel Knight was on the 3DS. Yeah, and that's crazy because Shovel Knight is a 100% U game. So I, I, I can't oh, believe I, you have I can't I, believe you I, haven't played more I of it. it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I played on 3DS. Yeah, I was like, I can't believe you haven't played more of it. Um, okay, well, let's talk some teases and leaks. We got one tease and leak to talk about today, and this one's good. Again, this is coming from another Kotaku report. Again, Kotaku is usually pretty spot on with their stuff. A new Bioshock game is in development at a top secret 2K game studio, according to a Kotaku report detailing the struggles of Mafia 3 developer Hangar 13. Quote, next door to Mafia 13 developer Hangar 13, a small group of people were working on a project codenamed Parkside, quietly recruiting from across the video game industry for a game so secret they wouldn't even tell their colleagues at Hangar 13 about it, Jason Schreier wrote. Word got out, though, that this was, in fact, a new game in one of the most interesting shooter franchises of the past decade, Bioshock. The new Bioshock will reportedly use Unreal Engine 4. So we could potentially be hearing a new Bioshock announcement either this year or next year. Uh, it'll probably be either at E3 this year, the Game Awards this year, or E3 next year, where we'll get the announcement, depending on how far along this game actually is. Oh, man. Oh, man. I yep. cannot wait. Yep. 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 I, I've, yep. Been, I've been clamoring for yeah. a new Bioshock. Yeah. And I loved Infinite, so I can't wait to see what they do with uh, something else. I cannot wait to see what they do with something else. Let's talk a delay. We got one delay to talk about this week. And 
This is coming from publisher Another Indie Studio and developer Dark Star Game Studios. They have announced the delay of Sinner, Sacrifice for Redemption, from its previously planned April 25th, which obviously wasn't uh, next week, April 25th release date to quarter three, 2018. So this fall reasoning, they added a Nintendo Switch version and they want the game to come out on all platforms at the same time. I get that. That's okay. I get that. I want to play this game. I do. This is as you as you as yeah, as you know, this is the one where you basically have to give up stats when things go wrong. Like it's it's a really cool idea for a game. And I, I do want to play this game, but I like the approach to where they're willing to delay it in order to not sacrifice potential sales for switch owners. Because I think that's cool. Like, I mean, sacrifice. What a, what a, what a good choice of words there. Yeah. You know, because I mean, like you look at what a lot of people said about um, South Park, the fractured butthole and how it came out in November. And then the switch version came out this month and everybody freaked out. Oh, it's a, why are they porting old games? And yes. <laughs> no, like they're not. If like I said, if Ubisoft could have had the potential to have the switch version ready for South Park, they would have. But because they didn't realize and no one realized that the switch was going to do so well that these studios are now just starting starting to, you know, get their games on there at the same time. That's why all these games that are just now being announced, like first announcements, you're seeing Switch attached to 95% of those. It's true. So, I mean, this is such a good thing and such a bad thing all at once. For yeah. One, you know, I hate delaying a game, especially a game I want to play. Right. But of uh, course, like you said, it'll, it'll be good to play it later on because it'll give you more time to play God of War. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the, and the good also, news is... This... But, 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 but they're also throwing it to the, to the quarter where I spend most of my money on video yeah, games. Yeah, so. but the good news is, speaking of money, it's only eighteen ninety nine. This game is real cheap. So... They're not they're not they're not putting a, a massive price tag on this game. So it's less than 20 bucks, which means it's probably on the shorter side of things. But that's OK. I still want to play it. I still really, really, really want to play this game. Let's talk some random news. It's crazy that we're already almost done with the weekly scoop news report because we only had 10 items. So let's talk some random news. We got three things to hit in the random news. The first one we now know. Obviously, we already talked about EA Play 2018 for E3. We talked about Bethesda. We talked about Microsoft. We talked about Nintendo, although we, we didn't really discuss Nintendo in detail. We just know the tournaments that they're planning for E3. Now we know EA has dated their actual conference at EA Play. So now we know when their announcements are going to happen. Uh, it's June 9th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. June 9th is a Saturday. So uh, exactly as we thought. Um, and it's exactly like last year. EA and, you know, EA, Microsoft and one other studio, uh, Bethesda and Devolver Digital all did their stuff over the weekend. Ubisoft and Sony still went on Monday. Nintendo still went on Tuesday last year for E3 2017. So it seems like it seems like they're going to follow the same format. It seems like they're going to follow the same format. I'm hoping, though, I'm really, really praying that there's a Square Enix press conference thrown in this year because I think it's time for Square Enix to come out, do their own conference Please. again, because it's been like I said, it's been four or five years now since Square Enix has had their own conference. And most of their announcements are now almost done. Kingdom Hearts and Dragon Quest are all coming this year uh, or, or are both coming this year. So the only thing we was have there third, was there a third game out there? The we mean that mech game. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the last something. The the one where it, it's not a met game. It's the one it's like um, it has a lot of people from Kojima Productions working on it. That one you're talking about, I yes, think. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, it was announced last year at uh, Tokyo Game Show. And that's coming out next year, I think. So um, 
but I think it's time. I mean, they, they could show stuff off on that. I mean, there could be a potential for a Just Cause 4. I mean, obviously, they, you know, we, we know that another Nier is potentially in the works. Um, I, I think it's time for Square Enix to have a conference this year just because I think they have stuff to announce because most of their games are now on the market or will be on the market shortly. So we'll have to see what they do. And then well, obviously we're still waiting to see what time Nintendo's at, what time Ubisoft is at, what time Sony's going to be at, even though Sony's going to be 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on Monday, because they always are. Uh, that Monday night, I'll need you to stay up for just an hour and a half longer than you normally do. Because oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, every every conference that you can feasibly make during E3 season, I want you there. So that way we can both do the reactions. I, I'll do my damnedest, man. Yeah. You know that. Yep. Uh, and, and it's going to be a lot of fun. As, as always, you know, we always mention it. Frank and I will be live at twitch.tv slash games full E3 coverage, uh, pre-shows and post-shows before every conference, live reactions to the conferences. We're going to stream some games. We're going to have some fun stuff that entire weekend. We're going to we're going to make a whole event out of it ourselves. We can't be there, so we're bringing it to us. And that's what we're going to do. It's going to be fun. There you go. It's going to be fun. But one company we talked about that could potentially have a press conference this year said they're not going to. Uh, and that's THQ Nordic. And... They announced that they're not even going to attend E3 this year. So THQ Nordic is completely skipping E3 this year. Uh, so we won't see things like uh, Darksiders 3, Biomutant, things like that. We'll be completely absent from E3. Um, instead, they announced they are going to stay in Austria and watch the 2018 World Cup. <laughs> you know um, these, these guys are working hard, so I, I, I can let them have this. Um, they, they pretty much announced that everything that they would have done at E3, they're just they're going to take to Gamescom instead. So yeah. and, and Gamescom is in August. They're going to have they're going to have a massive presentation at Gamescom in August of this year. And they said they are also well, they are planning on attending PAX West in Seattle um, in September. So um, but yeah, they're skipping E3 for the World Cup. But I think that was more just a joke. I think obviously they're, I mean, yeah, they're going to watch the world cup. They live in Austria and it's, you know, football is huge over there. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think that, um, Gamescom is huge, man. And it's, it's open to the public every day. So, um, yeah, they said they're going to bring Darksiders three, bio mutant fade to silence, wreck fest, and some announced titles to Gamescom 2018. Nice. So let's see what they're doing. And then our last bit of news this week, something that might uh, interest you. Mega Man X Legacy Collection and Mega Man X Legacy Collection 2 have been dated. It will launch on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch and PC on July 24th. And it's only yeah. going to cost 20 bucks. Yeah, Mega Man X Collection is actually a collection I don't own. So uh, I'm definitely going to be picking well, up. Well, you can't because it's just announced. Like, this is brand well, new. I, no, when it comes out, when it comes oh, out. Oh, what I'm you're saying is you yeah. don't own any of the no. games. You don't own any of the games. At all. Oh, okay. I, I, I have I think Mega Man X is on the Super Nintendo Classic. Uh, the the f- I think one of them is. I don't remember exactly which one is. Yeah, but that, that's the only one I own of my own. Like, I'm, I, I'm surprised I that you don't own any of those. I know you own all the Mega Mans and the Mega Man collections, yes, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you don't own this. Missing. It's something that's missing from my collection. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't a big fan of them when they first came out, but mm-hmm. I'm going to love. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, pl- I'm planning on picking this up, too, because for, for 20 bucks... Um, that's not bad, but that again, that's 20 bucks each, but still 40 bucks for all those games. That's not bad because yeah, there's, you know, there's collection one and collection two. There's three games on each. Um, so that's not bad at all. I'll, I'll definitely be picking this up as well. July 24th. That's a good date. And we do have the release date trailer to watch for this tomorrow on game Oracle. So as always join us and check it out. But obviously, as I always say, that's July 24th. That's a few months away. Let's take a look at what's releasing today or not today, this week, in the new releases for the week 
of April 16th. We've got five games to talk about this week, five games to talk about. We're going to kick things off with the final. It's finally here. It's finally coming to PC. That's easy. Lacrimosa of Donna. <laughs> it's finally hitting PC after so many issues and, and plaguing, you know, bugs and terrible ports. Ease returns with a brand new adventure for the first time in eight years. Adol awakens shipwrecked and stranded on a cursed island. There, he and the other shipwrecked passengers he rescues from a village to challenge fearsome beasts and mysterious ruins on the isolated island. Obviously, we have a full review up on this on leveldowngames.com and our YouTube channel. We did a, a video review on it. Has a lot of views. Uh, that, that's one of our most popular reviews that we've done. Um, so if you're interested in checking out what we had to say on that when it first came out last September, go give it a listen. Go give it a watch. See what you think. It's fun. Um, next up, next up, this, the, oh, and that's coming, um, that's actually coming today. Ease 8 is out today on PC. So let's move to tomorrow, April 17th, Tuesday. We got two games to talk about. This one is coming to Nintendo Switch. It's Wild Guns Reloaded. This is a fast-paced action-style shooter mixing the Wild West with steampunk. Play as Clint, Annie, Doris, or Bullet the dog with his sentry drone. Grab some friends and play together for some four-player action. Uh, this this game Wild Guns was a Super Nintendo game, so yes, I had those um, yeah. So I don't know if this is just a, I, this looks like it's just an updated version of that, uh, and it's finally just not coming to Switch. It's been on Steam since July eleventh, twenty seventeen. So right around the same time we started the Max Level podcast, which is kind of cool. <laughs> we started the podcast one week before that. Still sticking with tomorrow, Tuesday, April seventeenth. A big game coming to PlayStation Four: Yakuza Six: The Song of Life. I'm so happy it's finally here. You know, it's crazy that I'm still working on a review for this game just because I'm, I'm so invested in this. And reviews for this game went up like three weeks ago for a lot of other outlets that, you know, have dedicated reviewers that, you know, just focus on one game at a time. Whereas me, I focus on 50 games at a time. Yes, you're not. <laughs> yeah. Three years after the events of Yakuza 5, the Dragon of Dojima returns in Yakuza 6, The Song of Life, with the dream of living a quiet life. Upon his arrival, he discovers Haruka has been involved in an accident and has slipped into a coma, leaving her young son, Haruto, without care. To protect his child, Kiryu takes Haruta to the last place Haruka was spotted, Odobichi, Hiroshima. There, a new and merciless world of Yakuza awaits the unlikely pair. Who is Haruta's father and why are the Tojo clan and Yomi alliance both after him? With some unlikely friends, Kiryu will have to navigate through the criminal underworld he left behind and fight for the answers to keep the family he loves safe. Yakuza 6 features an emotional story that examines the strength of family relationships and highlights an improved battle system that seamlessly transitions between battles and between explorable areas so this is the one everyone's been waiting for yakuza 6 is obviously the the biggest improvement obviously it's the latest one but it's also uh kiryu's final yakuza like he's his story is done after yakuza 6 so when we get yakuza 7 if they've already announced the new character that's going to be in it uh so so his story is done the dragon of dojima is retiring from yakuza um, so they say that's the mystery of seven yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Obviously, that's not the end we're going to see of him because we are getting Kiwami 2 and maybe Kiwami 3 in the future. But those are remakes. Those aren't new experiences. But uh, for new experiences for uh, Kazuma, it, it seems like that he's probably done. Um, but I, I definitely recommend picking up this game. I have been playing a lot of it, and I think it's fun. I definitely think that people will like this if you're a fan of Yakuza and you're a fan of action adventure type of games. Two games coming out left this week. Uh, we're moving to Friday, April 20th. Another big game coming to PlayStation 4. It is God of War. What? God of War. You never heard of God oh, of War? 
You remember, remember oh, uh, Angry Kratos and you know uh, all these Norse gods? Not Norse gods. Now it's Norse gods, but the uh, the Greek gods. You, you, don't that, you don't remember that game? You don't remember that game? Love it. I, I hope I so, can't. man. I can't wait. I'm actually going to be one of those dummies waiting in line at midnight to pick it up. Oh, I'm definitely picking this up. I'm I'm definitely picking this up. No, at midnight. Work be damned. Oh, you're gonna go at midnight. I'm uh, I'm having it delivered from from Amazon. So, yeah. I'll be playing a couple minutes for you then. <laughs> from Santa Monica Studio and creative director Corey Barlog comes a new beginning for one of gaming's most recognizable icons. Living as a man outside the shadow of the gods, Kratos must adapt to unfamiliar lands, unexpected threats, and a second chance at being a father. Together with his son Atreus, the pair will venture into the brutal Norse wilds and fight to fulfill a deeply personal quest. This game is roughly 30 or plus hours long, which is insane for a God of War game. Most God of War games fall around 10 to 15 hours. Um, you know, th this is absolutely insane. It's being compared to the same level of Horizon Zero Dawn in terms of the, the, the scope of the world and how much stuff there is to do in the world. Um, so a lot of people are saying that this is just a massive game. And m we obviously did not get an early copy of it, so we don't have a review up, but we will. I am going to do a review on this game when we get it. We're actually probably going to do one together since we're both going to be playing it. Yeah. Um, but most outlets gave us a 10 out of 10. So, yes, <laughs> yeah, uh, if you go to Metacritic or Open Critic, most uh, most outlets gave this a 10 out of 10. Uh, it's a gorgeous looking game. I cannot wait to play this. I will be streaming it this Friday, twitch.tv slash games unless Amazon screws up and I don't get it in time. Uh, if they do screw up and I'm not going to get it, I may just cancel my proto and go pick it up elsewhere. I really don't want to wait to play this game. I really want to start playing this which on is, Friday. Which is why I'm going at midnight. I cancel my pre-order just to play it safe. I'm just going yeah. to do it. Yeah. Uh, if if Amazon hasn't shipped it out by Thursday, I probably will drive up to Walmart at midnight and pick it up. Because I'm assuming that's where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, last but not least this week, also coming Friday, April 20th, we got two things releasing on Nintendo Switch. We got the Nintendo Labo Variety Kit and Nintendo Labo Robot Kit. Obviously, you know, we all we all know what Labo is. It's the uh, the construction thing for the Switch where you can pretty much make whatever you want. A giant robot, a piano, a fishing rod, a guitar, a house, whatever you want. Guitar. Yeah, whatever, whatever your mind can 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 think up you can pretty much make here so there is no official description for nintendo labo so just uh that that's just my own description use um, your imagination use your imagination let it run wild brother yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah that's the new releases for the week of april 16th pick of the week this week what do you got god of war absolutely easily. absolutely absolutely it's definitely got a war I mean, anything that's going to get me to stand in the cold at midnight is, is you know, it's going to be something that's going to be special. Yeah, yeah. God, God of War definitely is pick of the week this week. And it's actually a tough week because I am excited for Labo. We, everyone knows that you and I are both really, really excited for Labo. And Yakuza 6 is a great game and a, and a great franchise. So, but, but I mean, we just got to give the nod to God of War this week. I mean, the, the other two games, while they're going to be amazing, they're, they're not going to be God of War amazing. So exactly. I, I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to God of War this week. So that's going to take us into something fun here. I want to talk about our origin stories in terms of video games. I want to talk about what got us into gaming, what, you know, where, where we got started with video gaming, what actually caused us to be interested in games in general, and maybe some of like our early memories we have of a video game. So we obviously we know we do revisiting the classics. It used to be called Retro Game Rewind, where you talk about games that you played as a child. But what actually got you started as a child with gaming? Where, where, where does Frank's origin story begin in the world of video games? 
That's what I want to know. And then I'll tell All my right. story after. Uh, a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Oh, it's on Tatooine. Uh, okay. I actually, uh, no, this is happening back in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. A young little Frank, a young Franklin. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to be, I want to say four or five years old. So okay. Okay. We're talking 86, 87. Right. I went with my mother and my father to the deli. And okay. the deli was maybe four or five blocks up the road. And inside they had an arcade machine. Okay. And, that, and it wasn't like just it wasn't your typical arcade machine that had you know like you know a joystick and buttons. This one had a rollerball. And I've you know for, for one I I've seen video games before as a child. I've seen the Atari, but mm. I've never seen a I've never seen a rollerball. Like what is this? Right. And it was a it was a game. Uh, I want to say it was called Circus Caper. Uh-huh. It sounds about right to me. Uh, where you're controlling a trampoline and helping uh, clowns get across the thing. It was I was entranced. Okay. I, I was like, this is pretty cool. Uh, you know, whereas if, if it was the 80s, radical. Uh, <laughs> totally radical, dude. <laughs> I mean, this is I gnarly. Was more, <laughs> oh, that was, that was get, more 90s, though. Gnarly was more 90s. I was more interested as a kid as getting myself a chunky bar or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm playing this and I'm loving it. And I just stuck in the back of my head, like, I really want to play video games again. Like, so I would constantly beg to go, this is the. No, my parents aren't taking me to arcades at four or five years old. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no normal parent does. Uh, I'm like, but I want video games. And they go, well, we have an Atari. Okay. I didn't even know they had an Atari. My parents were gamers before me. I don't even know these things. Right. That's and, cool. And, and they had a library of games. They had Pitfall. They had um, Asteroids. And I would play those games with them. And I really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. But everything changed. With a little trip, about four houses down the road on the other side of the street. My cousin, my cousin Roy, he was downstairs in his basement, and he's playing this game, and you're this little elf guy walking around with a sword. Okay. Just uh, stabbing at little these, little woodland little woodland elf. Yes, yeah, little little elf stabbing at these these like these bright red puffballs, 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 pretty much. <laughs> and I'm like, what's this? And he's like, what are you stupid? This is Legend of Zelda. And I'm like. Okay, and like as a kid, looking, wait, yeah, wait, wait a second. Is that, is that a is that a, a little green elf behind you there, behind your left shoulder? There is right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a game changer. Like, yeah. Because for me, the only video games that existed at the time was mm-hmm. Atari. That's all yeah. I knew. Right. Um, it's it's all I played, and I'm looking at this, and this is like leaps and bounds beyond anything I've ever done. Right. And I I play this. And I really, he let me play for a little bit, and I died instantly. You know, I'm a kid. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, of course. And still he goes, don't. Well, we try. I still don't. <laughs> so <laughs> he goes, he goes, well, we try something else. And he popped it in. He popped in Super Mario Bros. Okay. Since the, the, really, this is kind of the only stuff that was out at the time, too. Like, there really was a whole lot out at the NES in 1987. So. It, nothing was really, yeah. Yeah. So he popped in Super Mario Bros. And, of course, I have to play as Luigi. It's just how it works, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, not my, it's, it's not my game. Right. He's playing it, and I'm watching watch it i'm like oh my god this is the greatest thing i've ever seen in my life because for me you know graphically marbles look better than legend of zelda as a kid it was, right. it was something side to side very bright colorful i i man would you argue that mario still looks better than the original zelda i don't want to say that out loud but yes i uh, i i agree 
I mean, I, I think that it does. Obviously, I think the Legend of Zelda aesthetically has a lot of things going for it. But when you're in the overworld, which is where you spend most of your time, the game isn't that pretty. It's still fun, but the game isn't that pretty. Whereas each stage in, in the original Super Mario Brothers is really vibrant. It's really colorful. It's really pretty. So I, I would argue that Super Mario Brothers actually is a better looking game than the Legend of Zelda. I agree. Mm-hmm. But people don't, don't don't murder me on that one. Uh, <laughs> I don't really care. I'm allowed to have an opinion. Uh, and he, and he had other games too. Uh, nothing really like stood out of what he had, mm-hmm. except for the final game he played. It was it's a weird one to even be stuck in my head, um, but it had a robot involved, and it was called Gyromite. Is this Rob? He had, he had a Rob. Rob, the Rob. <laughs> and you have to realize this is this is the '80s. The way they sold the Nintendo was mm-hmm. with, with Rob. The with robot. Rob, yeah. To, to, to have people believe it as a toy, not a game. You know? Right. Because video games had crashed. Right. And he's, and he's doing this Rob the Robot thing, and it's picking up little spinning tops. And I'm like, Mom, we have to get this. This is the greatest thing in the entire world. And I'm like, what, five or six years old? Mom, mm-hmm. we need to get this. And she's like, no, 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 we don't need this. You don't like, you know, you can go over and play it whenever you want. And my cousin was a bully. He never let me play. Um, <laughs> there, there's no way I was going to get to go over there and play these games on my own. Right, ever. right. And when Christmas came around, after you know, being a sad little spoiled, I got the Nintendo, mm-hmm. and I've been hooked ever since. Did, did, was it, so you had Rob originally, too? Was it? No, oh, I, it just did not come with I, Rob. I, 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 by the time I got it, uh, the Zapper set was out. So it was oh, Mario, okay. Mario so you got the Duck Hunt. Hunt. You got the Duck Hunt one. Okay. My, gra- my grandma bought me Hogan's Alley. Okay. Um, and then I do believe my first games were Zelda, Mega Man, Castlevania, uh, Bubble Bobble, and something else. Which this gave me. You got all those that, that first year? Yeah. Or for, or for Christmas? or? Well, for, from different people. Not from, oh, well, okay, mom, okay, okay, okay. I guess my mom told them that I got Nintendo, so they got Nintendo games. And gotcha. Well, at least, they, at, least, at least they didn't get you, like, some bad games. I bet you there was a bad game or two in there. Yeah. But nothing, nothing is sticking out of my head. But oh, And then eventually we got Tetris. And I, I, I told my Tetris star thousands yeah. before. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a game that my parents were playing that without me looking. Because mm-hmm. secretly, my parents to this day will not admit to being video gamers. Mm-hmm. But they'll play the hell out of some Tetris still. <laughs> um, but that, that's never got me since. Ever since then... Um, Playing with my sisters kind of kept the, the the joy of video gaming alive. Right. I talk. About, I mean, Nicole makes it to almost every story. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, we play Bubble Bobble to no end. Mm-hmm. And then you know, Super Nintendo came out, and everything. You know, I, I stayed a Nintendo fan for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Up until Sega Genesis happened. Okay. When Sega, when Sega, I already had a Super Nintendo, but when Sega Genesis really like kicked in full gear, mm-hmm. that was the first time that me myself, I worked a summer job. Maybe uh, math wise, when I'm like 10, 11 years old, right? Working at my dad's, working at my dad's restaurant. <laughs> so you're like, you're like busting tables and that kind of stuff. But but busting tables, helping yeah. out at the counter, cleaning yeah. all those things. But you know, this is my summer. I'm working my butt off. Yeah. And every every something that I got went into my fund, and I went and I bought myself a Sega Genesis with my own money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, by that point, Sega had the Sonic Two, so so I bought that. I bought the Sonic Two combo pack. Okay. Bought that. And I was like, "Oh my God, it's so great! This is so much better than uh, than the Super Nintendo, which I was mm-hmm. wrong, whatever." Yeah. Uh, but that, that started me always having two consoles. So once once the next generation came along, I had to have both consoles. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you know, I've kept this going forever, never, never, uh, all the way up until the PS2 came out, I believe. Okay. Actually, I, I had a PS1, but once PS2 came out, I was like, "It's too expensive to own all three consoles." Okay. So, so I was like, I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to get the Nintendo console, and I'm going to get the Microsoft console. 
Okay. I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna skip Scony. Scony's too expensive. Stupid me. <laughs> and then I go. Then we'll, Terrible <laughs> mistake. Yeah, I know. I ended up getting a PS2 on the on the back end of, it, mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, okay, if I have to make a decision, I'm just not gonna get. The, I'm not gonna get the Microsoft console. Mm-hmm. So I I waited on the 360. I had the PS. I had the PS2. I had this. And then after a while, everyone's playing Halo. Mm-hmm. Of course, Halo Three or Halo Two, I believe, or Three. Uh, I was like, okay, so we'll get this. I'll hold off again on the on the, on the PlayStation console. So, I, I, but, but Nintendo stayed this steadfast. Nintendo was always the console I had, mm-hmm. and something else. And then my oh, we've had this debacle. I'm not gonna talk about it again. How Xbox did me dirty. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've already talked about that. Search it up. Find it under the Maximal Podcast. It's out there. Uh, so I, as of right now, I have no no Microsoft consoles. I have a PS. Three PS4, I got the I have all my Nintendo consoles mm-hmm. except for the Wii U, which I sold. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and part of me kind of wants to get a Microsoft console again, but I just recently we're talking as of three days ago. Mm-hmm. Tried to see if I can reaccess my old Xbox Live account. Yeah, still permanent banned, banned for life. Yeah, you're, uh, you're never so, getting it back. You'll have to start another one if you ever if we if for whatever reason you do pick up another Microsoft console, you have to start fresh. I even tried to start a brand new account on my computer. Mm-hmm. I guess it's maybe attached to my Facebook somehow. Okay. Banned for life. Yep. Uh, so. Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to get a whole new persona. Yeah, you'll have which, to you'll have to which, go around. Which, 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 which will probably require a mask. See, that's a little. Of course. Reference for you. Of course. Uh, of course. Of course. A whole new persona <laughs> before I, before I become an Xbox gamer again. Mm-hmm. But, um, I do have a pretty good story about video gaming that I actually am saving for later on. Okay. Um, the for, ties uh, my... for another episode, you mean, or no? For, for this actual episode, uh, oh, okay. For revisiting the classics, I'm gonna talk about a horrible game, okay, with, with a great story behind it. Okay, well, we'll, um, we'll get to that shortly. We'll, we'll get to that shortly, but I'm more interested to see like, how'd you start. I, I definitely know your love of the GameCube and your love of the N64. Yeah, but yeah. I, 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 I want to hear the humble beginnings. With yeah, as a child. Yeah. So, so this was this this goes back to me being three years old. And so obviously I was born in 86. So this is uh, 89. Um, and my uncle, uh, we were living in Warren, Ohio. My uncle had a a regular Nintendo and NES. And he had Super Mario Brothers, Mario Brothers 2, uh, a bunch of games, a bunch of games. I don't think he had Mario. I don't think he had Super Mario 3 yet. Um, I also don't know if it was out at the time yet. I don't know. I can't. I don't know exactly when Super Mario Brothers 3 came out. Um but uh, I, I know for sure when, when when I when this particular memory, whether it was 89 or 90, I can't remember exactly when it was. It, I was definitely either, you know, I was three or had just turned four. I cannot remember exactly when this was, but I, I want to say it was 89 because I remember I remember getting a lot of things in the early 90s for the NES before we got our Super Nintendo. Um, and I, I could remember a lot of things back when from when I was three. I have a lot of good memories from when I was three and a lot of bad memories from when I was three. So there, a lot of things happened in 1989. <laughs> um, but no, so he had a NES and my uncle, you know, him and I have had a had a weird relationship throughout my life. Um, now, now we actually I mean, I, I talk to him every now and then, but um, it, it isn't that often. And, and, it, and it was kind of that way all throughout my life. But there were times when we were close. There were times when we were not. And obviously me being a three year old, he is um, it's about 12 or 13 years older than me, maybe 14 years older than me. So, you know, he's 17, 18. I, I, he, he was still in high school. He was 17 because he had not graduated yet. And because um, I remember his graduation and um, this was before that. 
he did not want me playing his NES because he didn't want me to break it. I'm three years old. And I mean, you know how that is. Like, you don't want young kids playing your stuff because you don't want me to, you know, you know, you don't want it to get messed up or screwed up or broken. So I was always upset. And whenever he was at school, my grandma used to let me sneak in there and play the <laughs> NES because I, I mean, my, my mom and dad worked. So throughout the day, I was always with my grandma. Um, and, and he was at school. So I would go over there and, you know, I would uh, I would go in his room and I would sit down. And my earliest memory is Super Mario Brothers 2. That's the game that I that's the first game I ever played was Super Mario Brothers 2. Um, no clue what I was doing. No idea what I was doing in that game. Um, obviously, you know, in Japan, it's Doki Doki Panic. It's not even Super Mario Brothers over there. It's it's just was that's what it was here. Um I, I, I literally I don't think I ever made it past like three or four stages in that game. I always ended up dying, never knew what I was doing, but I knew I was hooked. I knew that what I was playing was special and I knew that I wanted to keep doing this. So I eventually, you know, broke away from Super Mario Brothers 2. Um, I, I remember playing Super Mario Brothers and loving that one. I actually made a lot of progress in, in Super Mario Brothers as, as, a, as a three year old, just because that game, you know, is it, not that challenging. I never finished it when I was a young child. I didn't finish it until a couple years later, but I, I, I did was able to do a lot in that. He did not own Legend of Zelda. I actually did not play Zelda for a while um so he didn't actually have zelda um i get when i got my own nes in 1990 so a year after and i got i I got super mario brothers one and two um i know i got three i just don't know exactly when but i know i got three as soon as it came out like this like the month it came out we had super mario brothers three i had this weird space like combat game uh you were in a cockpit i don't remember the name of the game but it was very black and white and you were in the cockpit and you were flying around space and shooting at things. I don't remember the name of that game, but I remember having it and playing it and being bad at it. Um, <laughs> I also had some of the wrestling games that were out at the time um, because I was a fan of professional wrestling back then. I went to my first match in the same year, 1989. I saw Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. No, 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 it wasn't 89. Um, I wasn't that. That was not the first one I went to. The first one I went to was in Richfield Coliseum, the uh, Survivor Series. I didn't see Hogan and Ric Flair until... What was that? 91, 92 when Ric Flair eventually came to WWF at the time. Came back. Yeah. Um, no, whatever, whatever, man, I don't remember exactly what's, uh, what was at that Survivor Series at the Richfield Coliseum, but that's the first one I ever went to. But I, I don't remember a lot of that one because I was young. Um, but I had some of the wrestling games that were out, of, out at the time and I just, I don't know. Like I, I have my grandma to thank for for my love of video games, which I, I tell that story a lot. Obviously, of me sitting in the Toys R Us parking lot on the night of the GameCube launch, November eighteenth, two thousand one. Snow falling down. Her and I with the seat warmers on in the in the, in the Pontiac Grand Prix. You know, snow falling. It's freezing. We got the heater on. We were taking turns, you know, standing in line because I I was I was there first. But then someone snuck in there and stood in line while we were waiting. So I ended up being second in line for the GameCube launch. That's my favorite gaming story. And that'll never be topped. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, I I have her to thank for that. And she was there throughout pretty much all of it uh, until she passed away. I mean, she you know, she bought me multiple games every year for Christmas. She definitely you know, she definitely fueled my passion for gaming every single year. And it's cool because she she herself was not a gamer. She likes Pac-Man. She had an Atari, much like your parents did. She had an Atari. She had Pac-Man. She liked games like that. But she she was not a big gamer. She would sit down and play Pac-Man and, that you know, or or these simplistic games. I think she played Tetris, Um, you know, these simplistic games that, you know, didn't require much. And she liked, you know, like uh, casino games, like card games, poker games. Don't they all? (laughs) Yeah. And and she loved Slingo on the computer. She absolutely loved Slingo. So uh, and um, Peggle, she really liked Peggle. Um, My uncle, my uncle bought her Peggle one year for Christmas. And, you know, she played the crap out of that on 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 PC (laughs) Uh, because she was she would always go, you know, use my uncle's PC when um, 
when he was at work or something because he was never on. But when he was home, he was always on it. But when he was at work, she would always sit down and play Peggle. Um, but no. So the NES is definitely where I got started as well. But it was it was a much different experience for me because I didn't have a lot of the games at the time that were out just because I didn't know it was out at the time. Um, that didn't start happening until the Super Nintendo. We got the Super Nintendo immediately right away. As soon as it came out uh, that Christmas, we got the Super Nintendo. Um, but again, Zelda, I didn't get a link to the past until like three or four years after it was out. Like I got a link to the past in like 94, I think it was. Um, and, and a link to the past came out in 91, if I'm not mistaken. So I, I got it three, three or so years after it came out, which is crazy, but fell in love with Link to the Past when it came out. Absolutely. I still love that. still love that game to this day. It's my second favorite Zelda game of all time. Um, the and, best game, but whatever. Uh, well, you know, it's debatable. It is, it is my second favorite of all time. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I played the crap out of that. I did multiple playthroughs over and over and over again. People would come over just to play that game. Obviously, I told the story of me and my dad playing um, Super Off-Road. Um, we, I had a Sega Genesis. I used to play all the Sonic games. I, I mean, another game that my dad and I have a lot of memories with, Sonic Spinball. We, him and I, uh, before he passed away, because he passed away a year after Sonic Spinball came out, because um, so, he passed away in the mid-90s, um, he he and I used to sit down every every time school would close because of, uh, you know, because of the snow and stuff. We would always stay home, and he would always stay home with me and play Sonic Spinball. Um, usually when school closed, he was the one that took off work to stay with me and my mom would still go to work. So, um, because it, it just was easier for him to get time off than it was for my mom. My mom was a nurse and he was not. So, um, you know, it was easier for him to take the day off than it was for her. So he would stay nurses, home. With, nurses don't get days off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it was easier for him to take the day off and stay home. And then we would just sit there and play Sonic Spinball, whatever. It was fun. Um, I, I had a Nintendo 64. I got it this year. It came out. My grandma bought it for me for Christmas that 1996 year. My mom bought me the original PlayStation in 1995, the year that came out. So I had the original PlayStation. The first console I ever bought with my own money was funny enough, the PlayStation 2. Um, I, you know, that that was right around the time that I started uh, started doing summer jobs and cutting lawns and stuff during the summer to, to make money. So I, I, I did not buy the PS2 on launch day. I bought it because I didn't have enough money and I missed the initial shipment. So I, I didn't get it at the time. This was in I bought it in 2001, the second shipment. So it was March 2001, a month before Dark Cloud, one of my favorite games of all time, came out. Um so I bought I bought the PS2 with the money that I had made from the previous summer mowing lawns and doing side jobs here and there. And I, I fell in love with Sony and I'm still a Sony fan to this day. I mean, I'm wearing a PlayStation shirt, for God's sakes, on this today. So <laughs> um, but I'm, my mom bought me the Dreamcast on launch day, nine, nine, ninety nine. So my mom bought me the Dreamcast on launch day as as like a not it just just you know why she bought it? Because I had the chicken pox. That's right. I had the chicken pox and she felt bad for me because I, I had it bad. Like I got the chicken pox. Chicken pox at 13 years old. Yeah. Uh, that sucks. Yeah. I had it bad too. Like I missed school for two weeks. Like I had a bad case of the chicken pox and uh, it, it was terrible because I got it so late in life. Well, and, and that's not even late, but that is kind of late for chicken pox. A lot of kids get it when they're young. So oh, yeah, usually five. Yeah. So I got chicken pox at 13. Um, luckily, you know, luckily I got it then before I was, I was an adult. Cause if you get it when you're an adult, it can, it can cause problems. But, um, you know, she felt bad for me because I literally wasn't doing anything. And, you know, I was like Cartman laying in a laying in a tub of calamine lotion. But uh, she went out and, you know, the, the Dreamcast happened to be launching at the same time. So went out and got that. I got Sonic Adventure. Um, I got uh, South Park Chef's Love Shack. I got the UFC game and um, the WWF game that was out at the time. So, yeah, um, 
played the crap out of the Dreamcast for the two years. Obviously, we talked earlier in the show about Shenmue 1 and 2 coming to PlayStation 4. That That's where my love of Shenmue started because Shenmue 1 was on the Dreamcast and I got it that year for Christmas. Um, obviously, we know about my story sitting with the GameCube. I just told it. I did buy an Xbox when it came out. Uh, I did not buy it. I got it for Christmas. My mom got me the Xbox for Christmas that year. Um, the, the PlayStation 2 was the only one of that generation, the GameCube, PS2, Xbox generation that I bought with my own money. Um, and then from there, I've bought them all with my own money. So the Xbox 360, I got that on launch day, uh, picked it up with Cameo, Elements of Power, and uh, some other stuff. I think I know for sure I got Oblivion when it came out, but Oblivion, I don't think was at launch. I think that was like a month later. Um, but yeah, we picked up the 360 when it came out and then we picked up the Wii when it came out uh, in 2006 because I was working at GameStop at the time. So I was able to make sure I had a copy or make sure I had a console, even though the Wii was so hard to get. Um, I managed to get mine the day after it came out on a random fluke. Really? Okay. <laughs> that's That's impressive because it was so hard to find back then. They accidentally put a pallet out that was meant to go out on the weekend oh. at, at, at Costco. Yeah. I was like, I was like, doink, before nice. they got a chance to pull the whole thing back. Nice, <laughs> nice. Um, the one console I waited on, the one one, the, the actual one I waited on in that generation was the PlayStation 3. Um, just because the PS, yeah. the PS3 was too expensive at the time it was 599 dollars, and that's the whole meme that exists of the ps3 that and ridge racer uh th- those two memes uh from from the uh kaz the, you know the former ceo of of sony um 599 and ridge racer man but no i wasn't i wasn't willing to pay 600 for the playstation 3 and I think the fact that it launched like a year after the 360 definitely hurt it as well. And the fact that it was 600 bucks, um, I didn't pick up my PS3 until the price dropped to 399 and they did the remodel. So I never had the fat version of the PS3, like the, the ones that was backwards compatible where you could put the PS2 discs yeah. in. I never had that. I waited. I got my PS3 when they when they did the redesign, when they dropped it to 399 or actually actually might have been. It was actually 299 when I picked up my PS3. This was uh, almost four years after it came out. Because I, when I got my PS3, I was able to pick up Uncharted 1, 2, and 3 in a bundle. Um, I was able to pick up uh, 3D Dot Game Heroes. Actually, my games are right here. What else did I buy? <laughs> I bought uh, Heavy Rain. I bought White Knight Chronicles 1 and 2. I bought the Tales game that was on PS3 at the time. And I bought God of War. So I said, so literally, right? That's why I had to look. I oh, literally so yeah, had to go look. You're, you're, you're pretty good into the, the cycle there. Yeah. In fact, uh, if, I, if I may jump into you right here, yeah. I was working for Circuit City at the time, who was actually mm-hmm. still in operation. Yeah. Uh, we were selling the PS3 as the cheapest Blu-ray player you could pick up. That was the that was the marketing ploy at the time. Like that was the marketing thing that Sony was using and because Blu-rays were so freaking expensive at the time. A Blu-ray player went for about seven hundred bucks, anywhere from five hundred to seven hundred bucks. Right. Whereas the PS the PS4 was five ninety nine. PS3. So. PS3. So I meant PS3, my idea. Yeah, I was yeah. yeah, so yeah, we were selling a ton of them. People who didn't even want didn't even want the game. They just wanted the cheap. A Blu-ray player. player, yeah. Yep. Yep. And then obviously with the uh the PS4, I bought that launch day, couldn't be happier. Bought the Wii uh actually Jessica bought me the Wii U for Valentine's Day of the year it came out. I still have it. I didn't sell mine. Um and then I bought the Switch the day it came out. The only one I don't have right now is an Xbox One. But I have I have owned an Xbox one. I did buy one. I bought one specifically to play Rare Replay. Once I was done with Rare Replay, I sold my Xbox one. (laughs) So I literally went out and bought an Xbox one to play Rare Replay to play some of these rare games from, you know, from our childhood. And then I and then I had sold it when I was done with it. So 
But yeah, but that that's my origin story, obviously, with uh, sitting in my uncle's room when he was in high school playing Super Mario Brothers 2. And then, you know, my my kind of my journey through all the consoles that I've owned as well. And I mean, that's not everything that I've owned. I owned a Game no, Boy so, Advance. Yeah, yeah, I owned a I was DS. Just, I, was I owned say, all yeah, that crap. If I would have had handhelds, I'd owned them all. Every yeah. single one of them. Yeah. Except for the Vita. But, yeah, and I also had like some. I also had some of the attachments for the Genesis. Like I had the 3DO. I had some of that stuff. Uh, I think the I had the, I actually owned the Sega CD. The only thing I didn't own was a Jaguar, and um, there's like uh, one other thing that I didn't own throughout the 90s that came out, but I don't remember what it was. I think it was. I don't think I owned a Turbo Graphics either. But I, I, I did own. I mean, gaming was my passion. It still is my passion. I've owned most of the stuff that's ever existed in there. And I, I, I all Game Boy, Game Boy Color, uh, Game Boy Advance, DS, DS Lite, 3DS, uh, you know, big and small, um, all of it. I, I've had it all. I've, I've literally had them all. PSP, Vita. <laughs> so it's 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 been a journey. It's and it's been fun. And I can't wait to get my PS5. Yeah, 2020, baby. Jason Schreier. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, but I want to kick it back to you because you said you had a fun little story to talk about for revisiting the classics. So what are we going to talk about? All right. So a little fun fact about me, and I'm sure most people know this. I've mentioned before. I'm a big horror fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and this most recent Friday, um, you know, it was something special, wasn't it? It was Friday the 13th. We had a we had a live stream and we got raided on Twitch and it was a lot of fun. Super special. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So Friday the 13th. Um, it was a game for the NES. Yes, it was. Um, but the game itself was a parallel plot to Friday the 13th Part 7. Okay. New Blood. So even though I was only a seven-year-old kid, I had some pretty bad cousins who snuck me to watch almost all these movies. Okay. Uh, so back then, I'm old enough to know that there were drive-in movies. Mm-hmm. Where, so, so they would throw me in the back of the car, cover me up with a blanket. Then we go and we watch these absolute horror shows, just blood and guts and gore, and I couldn't have loved them anymore for doing this. Thank you so much, guys. Um, <laughs> now, the game comes out in 89. Mm-hmm. However, I didn't buy this game. I didn't know anybody who had this game. I knew it existed. I the ma- owned this game. Did you really? Yes, I still own this game. Oh, I would love to have, a, have this in my own collection. But... <laughs> um, and I actually, no think, I, I actually think my I think my uncle just gave it to me because he didn't like it. So I could see why. Because I'm not saying mm-hmm. this is a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get there in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like maybe 90, 91. Mm-hmm. I, I know for I know for sure the Super Nintendo was out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I was I was in the game store, in the um, the video rental store, mm-hmm. looking to get a horror movie, and I actually saw that they put Friday Thirteenth game in the wrong spot. Okay. And as a kid, I'm like, oh, my God, there it is. There it is. I was like, doink, grabbed it right away. I was like, oh, doink, the clown. Rent- it's, it's, I'll let's rent this here, sir. Yeah. Okay. And they rented, to, they rented it to like a nine-year-old kid. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would love back, to see back, that happen back, nowadays. Back then it didn't matter. Back then it didn't I would, matter. I, exactly, I would love to see that happen nowadays. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm renting this game. And, uh, and I'm all prepared. I'm like, this is gonna be like a horror movie. So I sat in my. I remember sitting in my bedroom, uh-huh. turning all the turning all the lights off. I turned. I, I, I closed the blinds. Pure darkness. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> I, I, I distinctly remember propping myself up. I had a like a little like beanbag kind of chair on the oh, floor. Of course, of course. Uh, my my huge widescreen 14 inch television, uh, <laughs> which is, and I sat there. And I was so disappointed. Oh, I don't blame you. 
such a horrible game. I've never, I've, never beaten this game ever. I have, but at the age of 30, not the age. Not, not, not age. <laughs> um, I also haven't played it, though, in like 20 plus years. So now uh, fans of the Angry Video Game Nerd will know this was made by LJM. LJM, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and they published some horrible games, but it was actually developed by a company we kind of respect. Mm-hmm. Atlas. Yeah. Yeah. So they put this game out and the, the plot of this game is to destroy Jason or at least survive the three days without any of the children, without all the children dying or without all the counselors dying. Right. And you have, and you have to go around. And there's a bunch of it's, it's, it's a stupid game. It's horrible. It sucks. It's very bad. But I remember, you know, so I'm playing this and playing this, and I'm so pissed because, mm-hmm. as you know, even as a nine year old kid, I'm still you know, taking out garbage, doing all these things, and this is my allowance money that I rented this with. Right. So I wasted my own money on this, and I'm like, oh, uh, uh, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting like, like feverishly angry. I'm like, mom, we have to go to the video store. I want to return this and just trade everything else, and also not how that things don't work that way. Yeah, things don't work but, that way. But in my head, that's how that works. She's like, no, no, it's due back this day. You take it back that day, and. My cousins come over and they go, oh, wow, you got the Friday the 13th game. You know, can we play? I mean, it took me to the movies all the time. Why, why, why would I say no? Yeah. So we're sitting there and they're playing the game and they're getting mad at me because how bad this game sucks. <laughs> they're like, this is bullshit. Why would you even get this? I was like, oh, I rented it. Why would you rent this? This is garbage. Again, how do I know this? I'm a kid. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's, I remember they're like, we should just take this game back now. And I'm like, that's what I've been saying. <laughs> and yeah. I, I, like, I show the story ended with, you know, okay, whatever. We'll just, let's just go watch a movie. And they actually took me to watch, I believe it was part eight okay. at the time, or, or nine. Uh, and, and like, that's, how, that's how things went back then. They're they saying, hey, let's just turn this right now. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And my mom had to t- explain to them the same thing. No, you guys can't do that. That's not how it works. Right. Little dumb fun kids. fact. Mom, dumb kids. Little, no, little fun fact. Dumb mom. Because I found out later on that you could have done that. Oh, well, if, it was, if, if it was same day? If, if, it, if it was like, because you rented for like four or five days. Yeah. If you, returned, if you returned it, they would have given you another game. But was it same day only or no? No, it was, it was during the period. So like if you technically could rent five games, you play one day. Oh, but wow. Who's, who's going to play Who's going to play a game a day? That's crazy because, yeah, that that wasn't like that at mine. Like, I think if you took it back the same day, they might let you switch it out for something else. But you couldn't do that every day. Then, then again, the, the guy could have just been blowing smoke because. Sure. He, he, he liked to give everybody a hard time. Sure. Um, years later, talking to my mother, and I explained to her, you know, I remember one time when I rented that game and she's like, oh, the, the Jason game. I was like, yeah, yeah, the Jason game. She goes. Yeah, that game sucks. She goes, I played it when you were we were at school. She goes, I can't believe you rented that garbage. <laughs> and I was, and I was like, uh, yeah. And Jack from the uh, rental store said that I could have returned it and got another game. But you said, no, you weren't allowed to. And what she says, she goes, oh, I knew that. I just wanted to play it. So that's, <laughs> that's where how about that? Uh, that's, my, that's, my, that's my fun little story. It was all built in that she wanted to play this game while I was at school. Yeah. Uh, so so I couldn't return this horrible game. And I got yelled at it by my cousins <laughs> because the game sucked. Well, so, there, there, did your there, mom there finish no, the game? No, she, she, she admits the game sucks. But, you mm-hmm. know, if, if she, if she would have known, we would have taken this thing back in a heartbeat. Right. 
But yeah, I just remember this game got me yelled at like by, by, by my cousins, got, got me lied to by my mother, mm-hmm. and cost me like four or five bucks. So it, it was a lose-lose all the way through for me. <laughs> four or five yes. whole dollars back then. I mean, that's a lot of money for somebody who's only getting like a dollar or two for allowance. Sure. Oh, you, only got a, you, only got, you only got a dollar a week? Damn. Uh, I think it was like a dollar a chore. Oh, okay. Let's face, let's, let's face it, I didn't want to do a lot of chores. My, my grandma used to just give me 20 bucks a week for uh, helping her clean up her, her house on the weekends and, and then mowing the lawn. Like then, and that was all throughout my, my from like ten till eighteen. I did that, and I mean that well, was a lot of my spending money. <laughs> when, 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 when I was older, mm-hmm. it transitioned from allowance to you're going to the family restaurant, the family owned. You're mm-hmm. going to do some work, and then I'll get money. So I had money that way. Yeah. But as a, as a kid, like a nine year old, no, mm-hmm. none of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was once I hit fifth grade. Is that's when I had to start working. So yeah, so, not really, not even working. It wasn't yeah, child labor. No, child labor laws. Uh, child labor laws. Like you no. said, busting tables. So yeah. I wasn't exactly <laughs> right. But still, yeah, as a nine-year-old, so pissed, so so pissed. I didn't. I started working at GameStop in two thousand and three. So, however old I was then, I think I was. I think I was seventeen when I started at GameStop. So, but power to the players. Power to the players. No, no, going out of business soon. Going out of business soon. But I have something fun here for you for kickstart my heart. It's time. Ooh. Oh yeah. yeah. Kick start my heart. And I told you earlier in the show that, that I had something here for you that was going to absolutely blow your mind and make you want to and cost you 200 bucks. Uh, I'm telling you now, I'm not lying. So what is your favorite puzzle game of all time? Missed. So what if I told you that a, a limited time, a limited run opportunity to get an exclusively packaged collection of all the missed games called the missed 25th anniversary collection is currently on Kickstarter with 38 with 38 days to go they blew blew past their goal of $247,500 they're at $854,197 right now Um, it's all the games in one package but the some of the higher tiers have some pretty cool missed collectibles included (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh oh my it's gonna cost you under fifty dollars isn't it uh, are you looking at the writer tier uh-huh. so so the 250 fifty dollar writer tier um you'll receive everything in the maintainer tier above and an exclusive artifact from riven a meticulously recreated version of gen's pen and beetle inkwell the inkwell and pen of gen are cherished by some and hated by others keep it safe use it wisely so this includes all seven games digitally through either GOG or Steam, DVD versions of all games, animated LCD linking book panel, exclusive Mist book box, digital Mist book extras, and the pen and inkwell. Son of a bitch. <laughs> at least the thousand dollar tier is gone. <laughs> Thank God. But look at the look at the stuff, man. Look at the look at the pen and the inkwell. Those things are really cool looking. And then the the linking book and stuff. I mean, all this stuff is really, really cool. So, so, so for those that don't know, Miss, what is this? To celebrate the 25th anniversary of the epic game that became your world, Cyan is offering a never-been-done-before historical anthology of the complete series, along with some special Atris-approved authentic game artifacts. The collection of artifacts will be packaged in a unique box available only through Kickstarter with a limited run for a limited time. Seriously, the games will be available later, but the special packaging and artifacts will not be sold again. 
So you will be able to pick up the games later if you don't want to if you don't want to kickstart it, but you will not be able to get the limited run box and all the special stuff that they're giving ever again. This is only for Kickstarter. In the fall of 1993, Cyan released Myst, the surreal graphical adventure game that provided an entirely new kind of experience for millions of virtual explorers. Surpassing Cyan's wildest expectations, it not only became the best-selling PC game of the 20th century, it also had a direct influence on popular culture. Over the years, Myst has brought together communities of passionate fans and has been referenced in television shows, movies, books, comics, and more. Myst has also inspired other creators as they built their own unique realms. Myst has even earned spots in the Smithsonian Institute, MoMA, and other notable museums. This is, again, this is all seven missed games together for the first time. Looking back on the incredible 25th, 25 year journey, Cyan believes a celebration is in order. We recognize this amazing achievement could not have happened without each and every one of you who have found your way to this Kickstarter. You have embraced the intricacies, oddities, and mysteries in the Mist worlds, and have come back for more. So, as 2018 marks the 25th anniversary of Mist, Cyan is taking our journey together one step further. Behind the scenes, we've been working to procure the legal rights to make all the Myst games available. As in any developer, resources are limited to development, and acquiring these rights isn't always an option. But we finally managed to talk with all the right people in all the right places to garner funds to make it happen. With the needed agreement secured, we're delighted to present the Myth 25th Myth Myst 25th Anniversary <laughs> Collection, featuring all seven games, which is Myst the Masterpiece Edition, Riven the sequel to Myst, Myst 3 Exile, Myst 4 Revelation, Myst 5 end of ages mist uru complete chronicles and real mist masterpiece edition so all seven mist games um and uh it says here with the help of our friends at gog.com shout out to them i absolutely love them drm free games over there on gog.com the games have been upgraded to run on windows 10 so yeah, yeah so so these games actually run on windows 10 so how much did you pledge <laughs> I am actually waiting for my paycheck to see how much I can kick in because yeah. I am at the bare minimum I want to do 169, but I do want to do 250. So the only the only difference between those two would be the pen and the inkwell, right? Which I want, but uh, of course that would that would make a good background item there because that that is and like I said that inkwell man is really really sweet looking with the beetle that you could dip the ink into like that thing is freaking cool looking. And it's functional. It's not just a, a artifact. It's actually no. You can actually inkwell. yeah. It's a legit pen. It's a legit pen and everything with it. Um, it doesn't look like there's any any um, stretch goals because they, what are they going to do? You know, they're not going to do anything for stretch goals. So uh, uh, a new mist mist eight. <laughs> these guys aren't these guys aren't the developers of mist. They're I, just, I, I know. I yeah, know, I know. they're just getting the, they're just they're just getting everything together because they want uh, they want the mist games all in one package. We could do a crossover with Warcraft called the mists of Pandaria. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But no, just a little fun little thing here for Kickstarter My Heart. I had a feeling, like I said, I, I, I went to Kickstarter earlier this week, saw this. I, I saw it the day that it launched and it had already it, it, it actually met its goal in eight hours. So oh, it's, it, it, it's just crushed the goal four times over. Oh, now. yeah. But what I'm saying is day day one, it, it surpassed the goal within eight hours. It was at 250,000 within the first eight hours. You should have told me right away. I would have been down day one ish. Yeah, people uh, there. There is a huge missed community out there. There is. And there's there's people that I think are even crazier than you about this game because the thousand dollar tier is gone, man. Twenty five people pledge a thousand dollars for this game. It's twenty five thousand dollars right there. Yeah, well, if you would have told me, I could have been one of them. Well, no, I don't think you would have spent a thousand dollars. Maybe. But I, I am curious about this, um, you know, for, for those that don't want to uh, for those that don't want any extras, you can get all digital games versions of the game through either Steam or GOG for forty nine dollars. 
So, you know, for, for bare minimum to get all seven missed games, 50 bucks, it's a pretty good deal. Uh, and I may, I, may, I may actually do that because it would be cool to have. Uh, you'll get all the digital games August of 2018, so just in a couple months. For, for those that are getting the physical rewards, those are going to be delivered by November of this year. So... This is gonna be awesome. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see. Uh, I can't wait to see your inkwell and pen when you get it. Hopefully, you have enough to do it. I am going to look into the uh, the old budget quite shortly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After we're done recording, time to move funds around. Time to move funds around. Who needs to pay rent. Yeah, you know, you don't need to pay rent. Rent's not needed. Exactly. Rent, rent's overrated. I'm I'm sure they'll understand how cool inkwell. Yeah, rent's overrated. But. That's going to take us into a little. <laughs> Are you afraid of the dark? And another good one this week. Another good one this week. This one's going to be fun here. I think you're going to enjoy this one. I was actually going to do one. I, I tried to try. I tried to find something for some Friday the 13th, but I, I couldn't find a good one based around that game. So well, if we're going to do this. We'll do it right. Alexa, turn off the lights. There we go. Oh, now it's now it's spooky. Now it's spooky. So submitted for the approval of the Level Down Game Society. I call this story the tale of the Crimson Butterfly. I'm always waiting for that strange paranormal thing to happen to me because I just didn't believe in that kind of stuff. It sounded so far-fetched, but I wanted to believe. My friends and I are horror fanatics even after the things that happened to us eight years ago. We were 14, loved watching scary movies and playing scary video games. One of my friends, Angela, had a favorite game called Fatal Frame. She had played it some time ago, but it was a rented copy, so she couldn't show it to us. However, we went over to Blockbuster, <laughs> remember those, and tried to find the game. They didn't have it, but they did have Fatal Frame 2, Crimson Butterfly. Angela and I were immediately, hey Angela, Angela and I were immediately attracted to its beautiful cover, creepy and dark, two identical girls with long black hair and a red rope tied around, uh, tied to their kimonos, linking them together. There were candles and red butterflies in the background, and the image was bordered with what looked like red paint strokes. We rented it, very excited to play. I was staying with Angela because my parents went on vacation to France for four weeks. We invited our friend Sarah over to spend the night. Sarah was also excited to see the game, even though she was not as brave as us, for lack of a better word. It was pretty late at night, for it was the summer and we didn't care about sleeping late in the mornings. As I popped the disc into her PlayStation 2, Angela read the back of her case and laughed. What? I asked, and she showed me the back of the case. It says, warning, do not play this game alone, she replied. Sarah and I laughed. I'm going to enjoy this, I said excitedly. Sarah and I were Angela's audience, for she was the best at horror games. I thoroughly enjoyed watching people play video games even as much as I enjoy playing them myself. Shout out to Twitch. Sarah was sitting on Angela's bed and Angela and I were sitting on the floor right in front of the TV. I know, I know. Bad for your eyes, yada yada. We played through the night. At some point, we got so lost we had to look at a walkthrough. We didn't like doing that, but sometimes... Sometimes you just have to. We reached the ghost called Kusabi, who seemed to be summoned by Sei, one of the ghost twins who looked just like Mio and Mayo. We learned 
the hard way that we couldn't defeat Kusabi at all. He wouldn't take damage, and guess what? He killed us in one hit. So we had to start again from the last save point, which was found in front of the door that led into Kusabi's room. Now, I'll need to tell you that Angela's PS2 has seen a lot of action, meaning it was getting old and frequently caused discs to either freeze or load very slowly. So upon entering the Kusabi room, the game froze on the completely black loading screen. We waited a few minutes and finally realized we were going to be waiting for a long time. So for at least a half an hour, Angela, Sarah, and I were talking about stupid crap like all teenagers do, when Angela wanted to get up and get a snack. I loved her to death, but truth was, she wasn't exactly skinny. She was actually quite heavy. So what she did to stand up was put both hands behind her, resting on the edge of the bed, and pushed herself up. She ended up doing some odd twisting thing that amused Sarah and I, so we asked her to try it again. She sat back on the floor and was about to repeat the action when she stared at the TV, horrified. What's wrong? I asked her. I just saw a face on the TV, she said quietly. When Angela is scared, she rarely actually screams. I do, however, and so does Sarah. Anyway, we looked at the TV and saw nothing but black screen. You must be smoking something, I joked. None of us did drugs, of course, but we would say things like that for a laugh. Just watch. Maybe it'll happen again, said Angela. Sarah moved to the end of the bed where we were sitting and held on to us. Then, as we stared, a frighteningly white ghostly face faded into view on the screen. It was a woman with a sunken-in face and eyes dark and lifeless. Her hair was black, stringy, and sticking out at odd angles. There was no blood on her, but her face alone was disturbing enough without it. The three of us screamed, including Angela, and we, f we flashed out of the room, shutting the bedroom door behind us. Sitting on the living room couch, we were completely silent, petrified. None of us had actually seen a real ghost. But was that an actual ghost, or was it just part of the game? I ran this by the girls. It is a ghost game, I whispered. Maybe the game unfroze, but it was left alone long enough for some sort of screensaver to show up or something. Video games don't usually have screensavers, said Sarah, trembling. That was something. Oh, oh God, that was something. Calm down. Maybe Sam is right, said Angela. Let's, let's go back and check it out. I'm not going in there, Sarah exclaimed. Fine, said Angela, sounding annoyed. I'll go. She went back the short hall and into her room. After a few seconds, she called out, It's okay. The game unfroze. Sarah and I slowly entered the room, looking at the screen. Mio and Mayo were standing next to the red lantern, which was the save point. I exhaled softly. Let's play something else, I suggested, and the others agreed. Angela took out the Fatal Frame 2 disc and replaced it with The Sims 2. Shout out to another... Um, are you afraid of the dark episode? <laughs> we played for quite some time trying to see whose character would last longer without a shower while Sarah watched from the bed again. Then one of my goals was to change clothes, so I went to the dresser. It loaded slowly, but eventually got there. I put my alien girl into something sexy and then excited. We waited, watching the familiar screen saying saving game. Please do not turn off your console or disconnect the controller. This honestly took forever. Angela started complaining about her piece of shit PlayStation with the screen suddenly started to flicker. Uh, don't tell me my TV's going out too, she exclaimed. The screen turned completely black, and The Sims 2 background music began skipping like an extremely scratched CD. Then, to our horror, the same ghostly face appeared right before our eyes. I couldn't breathe. No, said Sarah weakly. No, 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 no. She was letting out terrified squeaks as we stared, unable to take our eyes off of this face. The ghost's eyes slowly looked right at us and then began to move her lips as if speaking, though no sound came out. Angela jabbed the power button, turning the TV off, and all three of us ran into the living room again. 
All of us agreed to sleep out there instead of the room. We just couldn't handle being in there. It was so unbelievable we had trouble sleeping. Finally, somehow, we managed. We slept in until like 1 o'clock in the morning. Angela's, or that would be afternoon. Angela's mother claimed about complained about the noise last night and wondered why the hell we slept in the living room. Angela was about to tell her what happened when we suddenly noticed Sarah was gone. Maybe she went home in the middle of the night, I suggested. Let's go check, said Angela. We got properly dressed, left the house, and made our way down the road. Sarah didn't live too far away. We knocked on the door, and her mom answered. Is Sarah here? I asked her. No. I thought she spent the night at your house, said her mother. Angela and I exchanged worried looks and hurried back to her house. We searched every room, including Angela's, but Sarah was nowhere to be found. The police were called and they conducted a search. Angela and I spent a few days trying to get a hold of our other friends to check if they'd seen her, but no one had. Her mother was a wreck, but the police assured her they would find Sarah. Should we tell them what happened, I asked. Sam, do you really think they'd believe us? that we saw a ghost, she said angrily. I don't know what we should do, okay? What the hell happened? Why did that ghost show up? Maybe it was the game, I said softly. A haunted horror game. How often do you hear about those? Usually it's completely innocent games like Majora's Mask or Sonic the Hedgehog. Shout out to Ben Drowned. I can't yeah. <laughs> think of anything else it could be. Let's go see if the other copies at Blockbuster have the same warning on the back cover, said Angela. We took the game with us so that we could return it. After dropping it into the slot, we went over to check the other copies. Each one said, warning, do not play this game alone. Well, that's not it, I said. Did we just get a haunted copy or something? I don't know, said Angela, but it appeared when playing The Sims, so it must have transferred onto my PS2. That bitch! What do we do? I said timidly. We could go around the internet and see if anyone else has seen her too, Angela replied. Returning to her house, we immediately hopped onto the computer and feverishly searched Fatal Frame forums for any kind of a hint of a haunted copy. We found absolutely nothing. We decided to create an account on one of the forums and post a new thread. My friends and I recently rented Fatal Frame 2 for PS2, and something really strange happened. My crappy PS2 froze after a while, and we saw a ghost woman on the screen we thought was part of the game, but then we were playing The Sims 2 and she showed up again. Now our other friend is missing, and we don't know what to do. Has anyone else experienced this? How is that, said Angela, after she finished writing the post. Sounds good, but... I fixed all the spelling and punctuation errors in the post and submitted it. We actually sat there and refreshed it like every 10 minutes, but we only got replies saying, you're BSing or it's a f game. It wasn't until a week later we finally got a response. Sarah was still missing and she was put on Amber Alert. We checked the forum again and saw a response from someone called Anonymous and they had no icon. Hello. I saw your post and was shocked. This happened to me a long time ago, but I rented my copy from GameStop. What? You don't rent games what? from GameStop. After seeing the ghost woman on my screen, I tried playing my other games, but no matter which game I put in, she would always appear. I took the game back, thinking that would help, but it didn't. Then I looked at my memory card and saw that every single save icon for every single game was just a black box. And then she appeared again without even being, without even being in a game. I deleted the Fatal Frame 2 data, but that didn't keep her away. I got a new memory card, transferred all my data onto it, but again, that didn't help. It seemed like the ghost had actually infected the game's data completely. So then I had tried erasing all game data on both cards, which was really sad because I had a lot of Final Fantasy on there, and those games are long. I tried playing another game, but she still appeared. I was so scared and so frustrated, I took both memory cards and smashed them with a hammer. They screamed at me! I was so shocked, but then tried my game once again. I played for a few hours without any appearance of the ghost. 
I know it's hard for any gamer to lose their save data, but there's no other way. You have to destroy your memory cards. That ghost is like a virus or something spreading itself through that disc. God knows how many people have gotten it. I don't know why she's seen it, why she's in that disc, and I don't care, just as long as I never see her again. I'm never renting another game. I'll just buy it if I want to play it so bad. Sincerely, a friend. Angela and I stared at the response, which was all, which also... Um, which had also received many rude comments. Then we went into her room, turned on the PS2, and checked her memory card. Just as Anonymous had said, every icon for save data was a jet-black three-dimensional cube spinning slowly in their places. Just then, the ghost woman faded onto the screen, causing it to flicker with static. What do you want? I asked the face, scared to the point that I started crying. The ghost moved her lips again, but we heard nothing. We even tried turning up the volume, but that didn't make a difference. Why are you here? Asked Angela, much more brave than I was. The woman continued to mouth, but again, nothing. Let's just forget it, I said, starting to feel a little hysterical. Let's just destroy the damn cards. Angela turned off the console and ripped the memory card out. Then we went into the tool shed in the backyard and found a hammer. Angela set it on the concrete of her back porch, raised the hammer, and hit the card viciously. One two, three times. A piercing scream emanated from the cartridge as it was broken. I think, said Angela, shaking and taking shuddering breaths, I think that'll do it. What's that? I gasped, seeing a piece of the memory card that appeared to have scratches on it. It was the circuit that allowed the card to hold data. We found all the pieces and fit them together like a puzzle and was astounded at what we found. Anonymous was the word scratched into the surface of the circuit. Was the ghost the one who replied to the thread we made? Why would she tell us how to destroy her? Sam, look, said Angela suddenly. She was pointing at the S written on it, and in very tiny letters was the name Sarah scratched into it. She took Sarah, I whispered. Why, asked Angela, and was it the ghost who responded to us, or was it Sarah? We went back inside and got onto the computer viewing our post. Anonymous's reply was no longer there, and the entire thread had been locked. We searched Google for the mysterious username, but got absolutely nothing. I'm sorry to say that we never found out who the ghost was, who Anonymous was, or where Sarah went. Like I said before, this really happened to us, and we never touched a rental game ever again. Even to this day, we try searching for the username, but we can never find it. Maybe you guys have seen it before. And every day I wonder who's rented the disc. I wonder if they figured out how to destroy it and what would happen if they didn't. What was the ghost woman trying to tell us? We never found that out either. We never found a name or anything. Why was she in a Fatal Frame game and not something else? How did she die? What was her connection to the game? Angela ran an idea by me. She said that the first Fatal Frame was based off a true story. She said, what if the second one had some truth to it too? What if that ghost was really in that village long ago? But why would she haunt that specific copy, I asked. Maybe she can only be on one disc so she gets into the memory cards, he suggested. I have no idea. I didn't I don't know what goes in on that ghost's head. I don't know what goes on in a ghost's mind. I have no clue. With that, we stopped discussing the matter. I just wanted to forget about it, but I couldn't. About a year and a half ago, Angela started doing drugs and became a whole different person, lying and using me and her other old friends. So I ditched her. I hate druggies with a passion. I have no idea what happened to her, but every now and then I see her mom come into my work. I've never asked about Angela. Without her around, my mind involuntarily started remembering the events that had taken place eight years ago. And that's why I'm writing this. You may not believe me. You may refuse to believe me. But I want to warn you. Be careful 
when renting a game, especially Fatal Frame 2. I know it's kind of hard to find PS2 games nowadays, especially now that they now that the PS4 is out, but some places have old and or used copies, so just be careful. Since we never figured out what the ghost wanted, I, can, I can't warn you of specific dangers, but it's best to avoid it anyway. You could never be too careful. And now, even though I've never seen another ghost, I can't still say I don't believe in them. I'm still a horror fanatic, but I can't help looking over my shoulder periodically. I know I'm being repetitive, but I'm serious. Be careful, please. Signed, Sam. What? No, I am not renting any Fatal Frame. You can get the hell out of here. <laughs> I own a lot of the Fatal. I, I own a lot of the um, Fatal Frames. If ever was a game to haunt me, it would probably be Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, because how, how bad it was. Yes. <laughs> no, I like this one. Obviously, with Friday the Thirteenth being this past Friday, I wanted to have something with a horror game mentality to it. So. so. I thought this one was fun. Like I said, I tried to find something centered around the Friday the 13th game, but couldn't find anything fun out there. So, well, it's too scary for me. Alexa, turn on the lights. Turn on the lights. Oh, no. Ah, She'll listen to me. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> wait. There's a ghost. It took a little while, but it happened. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe your maybe your apartment is haunted, which we, we think it might be. We, just, there is a good possibility of we, 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 we've we've curtain we, we've gotten some uh some some stuff on on the microphone in the in the podcast that i've actually left in of some of these podcasts so there have been some some weird evps that we've that we've picked up and we have determined they are on frank's end because of the multiple audio tracks we thought they were on my end at first and hey but, zach if you guys want to come to an episode of ghost adventures here Open invitation, dude. I would show up for that. I I love. I, I'm a huge fan of Zach, <laughs> but I, I like Aaron more. <laughs> That's my dude right there. Yeah, Aaron. They, you know they all live in Vegas, so. Yes. Um, one, one, my friend Mark who lives out in Vegas has seen Aaron like in the in the grocery stores and walking like just in public all the time. So I, I, I have the urge to just jump out and try to scare him just to see his face. So. <laughs> But uh, that's going to bring us to the close on today's episode of the Maxwell Podcast, unless you have anything else you wanted to discuss. I think we said it all today, didn't we? All right. Well, we want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to Max Level. And we also want to thank Dance with the Dead once again for the awesome music. If you're interested in supporting us here at Level Down Games so we can continue to do what we love and bring quality content to you on a daily basis, remember that we have affiliate links in the descriptions for all of our podcasts on iTunes and Google Play, as well as the description box on all of our YouTube videos. We've got Amazon, Tech Sport Gaming Chairs, Origin PC, and Razer. Supporting us through any or all of those affiliate links means the absolute world to us. If you enjoyed what we had to say and are watching us on YouTube, like, share, leave a comment down below please if you're listening on either itunes or google play remember to leave us a rating and a review if you haven't done so already it definitely helps us in terms of search results if you didn't like what we had to say feel free to let us know that too we always take the negative feedback alongside that positive feedback to stay up to date on all things level down games be sure to subscribe to us on youtube follow the main account over on twitter at original ldg i'm at brian underscore ldg frank is at the frankosaurus we're both on instagram i'm at brian.ldg and frank is at the frankosaurus once again we can be found on facebook for general post information and finally over at twitch.tv slash level down games for all of our live streams which are happening five six and sometimes even seven days a week feel free to say hello when you drop on by and remember if you sub to us on youtube follow us on twitch and leave us a review on itunes we will send you one two or maybe even more crappy steam games from our ever-growing library of crappy steam games Doing all these things will ensure that you never miss an episode of Max Level, our video game podcast every Monday. Game Oracles, our video game trailer show every Tuesday. BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday. And Glow, a podcast dedicated to professional wrestling every Thursday. Plus, you'll have access to all of our video reviews, top 10 series, revisiting the classics, unboxings, let's plays, reaction videos, and so much more. 
Of course, all this is also found on our main home internet. Hopefully one day yours as well. Leveldowngames.com. Until next week, keep gaining experience until you reach max level.